episode number eight on today's episode i want to take some time and talk about chronic wasting disease or also known as cwd for short this is a crazy disease that's affecting pretty well all the cervids around anything from deer white-tailed deer mule deer elk caribou moose uh, basically all the cervids are getting affected by this nowadays uh, it's a huge disease it's all over uh, it's in 26 states three provinces Alberta Saskatchewan Quebec Finland Norway and South Korea so it's making its way around really big issue uh, it's no cure no vaccine uh, no way to stop it as of right now it's basically a death sentence if uh, anything gets it so we're going to get into what it is uh, I'm going to break this episode or this topic down into two different episodes so today's episode will be what is CWD what CWD is it doing is doing and what CWD is affecting uh, next week we'll get into ways to fight it combat it uh, and just try to control it overall so it's a lot of information for me to try and take in, so that's why I want to get it split up into two different episodes. Uh, try and keep everything straight, get my facts straight, that kind of thing. So, I'm no expert on the topic by any means. Uh, I'm just a regular guy, a hunter, an angler, uh, work a full-time job, all that kind of stuff. This is kind of just my hobby and my fun right now. So, all the information that I've gotten... Uh, most of it's coming from a report that was put out by the Ontario Federation of Anglers and Hunters. Uh, they held a conference last year. It was a two-day conference just dedicated to CWD. So a lot of the information I'm going to share comes from the report that was put out after that conference. Uh, so a lot of it's Canadian-based. Uh, for any American listeners, I'll try and get some more info on the U.S. side for next week to bring you guys some more numbers uh, from that, from over there. Uh, try and just try and make it more relatable to you guys as well. A lot of the tactics to try and control this disease are going to be mutual no matter where you are. But I'll try and get some more information on the different states and how bad it is in certain areas across the U.S. Uh, for next week. But back to this report. Uh, the three main points they're trying to get away, get across at the report, and three questions they're trying to answer is how to prevent, detect, and respond to this disease. Uh, we do not have it in Ontario yet, so that's why all the, these three points are trying to keep it out, and if we do get it, how to respond to it. Uh, there was a huge amount of people at this conference. They had people from 50 different organizations. A uh, short list of them are natural resource management, human health, molecular biologists, indigenous leaders, uh, leaders in the agricultural industry, and leaders in the tourism and hospitality industry. So just by that short list of people alone, 
you can tell how broad of a range that this disease is having on different industries and different people. Uh, it's not just hunters and it's not just the outdoors people. It's having an effect on everyone. Uh, it's going to come down to a very big economical effect uh, if we ever do get it in places that have it are already starting to see some of the damage that it can cause to the economy. Uh, between agricultural people and tourism, uh, it just plays, it just starts shutting numbers down and making a lot of people lose some money. So, uh, as we get into what CWD is, CWD is a member of a group of different diseases that also includes mad cow disease in cattle and scrapie in sheep. Uh, so, what it actually is, is it's a disease, um that attacks the proteins within the body or within the system of an animal uh, so these prions attack the proteins. so as a the animal creates new proteins these prions actually get the proteins to misfold is what they're calling it so these misfolded proteins end up starting to build up in the brain and the nervous system and started to cause like a plaque which eats away at the tissue uh, and then it just wreaks havoc like i said earlier it's got a 100 percent death rate there is no cure no vaccine so as this plaque builds up and these proteins misfolded proteins start to eat away at the tissue you start to see visible symptoms after a while but it takes a while to get there so it takes almost roughly two years or more until you start seeing any of these symptoms in animals but for those two years that these animals are infected before you see the symptoms they're still shedding these prions so which means they're still contagious even though you these deer may seem perfectly healthy they are still contagious and are still spreading these prions around now, the visible symptoms that you'd see in deer or any cervid for that matter drastic weight loss stumbling and lack of coordination dropping of the ears in the head excessive thirst and urination drooling and lack of fear of humans so after about two years of an animal being infected you'll start to see these symptoms and they'll just get worse and worse until the animal eventually dies uh it's a pretty terrible death but so with but like i said while they're before they start showing these symptoms and seem perfectly healthy, they can be infected and can be shedding these prions. And these prions are known to live on hard surfaces and in the soil for years. So even if you eradicate all the animals in a range, or like if you take a range and you eradicate that whole herd, you still have these prions living in this range for God knows how many years. I don't even know if there's a number yet of how long this stuff can last. Uh, so it's crazy that way that it's going to be very hard to eradicate and get rid of this disease. I don't know how we're going to do it. Um, next week I'll have some more points on how we can do it and that kind of stuff. But for now it's just here in Ontario we just got to keep trying to keep it out. So... The animals can shed these prions through saliva, urine, and feces. So anywhere that they're eating or going to the bathroom, these prions are going to exist. So even like a licking, tr licking branch at a scrape site 
if an infected deer is there licking this branch and marking his that he's been there type deal, he's going to be leaving these prions for the next buck that comes by and looks at that scrape site. So it's a pretty fast tra like traveling disease, and just by simple ways like that, it can get around so quick. Um, I know it can live on the soil, and what they're starting to see now is that it start plants that are growing around infected parts of soil, I guess you can say, are starting to carry this disease. So as animals eat these plants that are coming up and growing, as they're eating them on their way by, they can also catch this disease. So it's just, it's seems like it's almost unstoppable. Uh, I don't know how we're going to be able to do it. It's going to be interesting to see different ways that different organizations come out with how to fight it. Um, I'm really excited to get into that part of my research so I can learn and pass that information on to you guys. So I know CWD was first detected in Canada in the 1980s in Saskatchewan and some elk shipped in from South Dakota. Uh, they're farm-raised elk. They were shipped to another farm within Canada and they got tested and apparently they got they tested positive for CWD and they ended up being they ended up finding CWD in some nearby mule deer populations in about early 2000 so it took quite a few years but it did end up jumping the fence from the farm-raised elk into the wild population of mule deer nearby, which uh, is crazy how that can happen. Uh, doesn't matter how big your fence is, I guess these animals still find a way to mingle with each other. And uh, it doesn't take long to spread. So I know that's a big fear right now because it has been found in a farm about 15 minutes outside of Ontario, province of Quebec. So I know the Ontario Ministry has a lot of resources up right now trying to make sure they get a lot of testing done and whatnot out in that part of Ontario that's near the, in near Quebec where, the, where it was found on that farm. So hopefully they can keep it out of here. Hopefully they can get that farm cleaned up. I don't even know how you go about that. Like, I don't, you got to shut the farm down, get rid of all the animals on the farm, and wait a few years and make sure that there's nothing else lingering around. Um, I don't know. I'm really interested to find out um, how they're going to do that or the best ways to do that. So we'll see i'm sure it's all gonna come to light here soon uh, as i do more research and get into next week's episode i can't wait to find out a lot of these answers and bring these answers to you guys um the infection rates for this disease differ quite a bit between male and female deer but the end result is always the same there's fewer and younger males and fewer mature females uh, the loss of the mature reproductive deer can hurt population numbers greatly. Uh, not only hurt the numbers greatly, but you also, you're going to start getting smaller and smaller bucks. Like if you don't have these mature deer to breed with these good genetics, you're only going to, you're going to stay with these smaller and smaller animals every year because these mature bucks are gone and wiped out of the population. So it's crazy how this is all working out 
I hope it doesn't get too bad and we can main we can get these servid numbers back up but it's a long haul guys um, it's gonna be a long haul the economic impact that this is gonna have is huge uh, it's gonna have a huge impact on farmers that are farming cervids uh, they're not gonna be able to export them just look what happened years ago with mad cow when I know we got mad cow in Canada we had one case in Alberta I think it was one farm that had it and the whole border got shut down they wouldn't accept beef from anywhere in Canada didn't matter where it was going to no one would import Canadian beef because we had this farm or a couple farms I can't remember what it was I was pretty young when it all happened but with us having just a few farms within the country they shut down our beef exports tenfold there, there's no beef leaving Ontario or leaving Canada which is pretty crazy um, I know in Norway they have already stopped importing any hay or straw that has been farmed in any state or province that has CWD so right there we're already starting to see that shut down uh, as, all, as all I know about right now is just uh, just Norway but um, so yeah I just know it's Norway right now but you can just with it already starting you can tell how big of an impact it's gonna have and that is pretty wild but not only that for like not only the farms for the economic people you gotta also think of any tourism uh, anywhere that gets a lot of photos taken like people take going out to take photos stuff like that there's gonna be less and less numbers which is gonna draw less of a crowd because it's not so easy for them to get out and take these photos um, stuff like that so it starts with little things like these photographers not gonna be spending the money to travel or whatever but then it's only going to increase um, as the numbers go down uh, it's just sometimes I don't even know what to say about it so so a few testing numbers here that I just found online uh, so the province of Ontario have been testing deer annually since 2002 and they've tested more than 13,000 wild deer and elk and 3,100 farm deer and elk for the disease and all tests have come back negative since 2002 so there is zero cases in Ontario that we know about or that have been proven as of yet which is an awesome sign again Alberta Saskatchewan and Quebec are the only three provinces in Ontario that have CWD uh, lab confirmed cases so far and the 26 states in the US uh, I will get the list of states for next time so the few precautions that Ontario has put in so far is you cannot bring in any high-risk body parts brain spinal column or anything to do with the nervous system of any servants from outside of the province or the states um, right now and you must hold a permit to transport transport live captive servants that are native to Ontario into or throughout the province so they are taking some steps so far I'm hoping they start to take more because we need to do our best to keep this disease out of here uh, 
just it's wild the damage that this thing can cause and how fast it can spread um we're already dealing with one pandemic in the humans as of COVID-19. <clears throat> Hopefully we get that sorted out here soon so we can all go back to living our lives. Uh, but I really hope we can get something figured out with this chronic wasting disease. Uh, I hope I gave you some informative information. Uh, a little bit about the science of it. Stuff like that. Like I said before, I am no expert. I'm just trying to bring awareness to different things that affect conservation around here and around everybody pretty well between the U.S. and the States. <clears throat> uh, I just don't want to be another donor. I don't want to be just a guy that puts some money into an organization every year and says, here, I'm doing my part for conservation. Um, I still do do that. I am a member of a few organizations, but I do like to go out and try and do more. Uh, so that's one thing with this podcast. Yeah, so I'm going to try and bring some more, um, find some more things that I think need to be, have some light shone on them and bring them to you guys. And then once hunting season starts again too, we'll get some cool stories going. Uh, stories from being in the field. I'm going to try and get some other guys on here with their, share some of their stories from the field. And uh, try and get some experts on here. Um, I do want to make this grow. I know I've been having a hard time with it. But I want to make it grow. I want to help out, <clears throat> do my part in conservation. So, you guys have any comments or anyone, any any listeners want to come on and tell a story? You know, reach out. Let me know. We'll get in touch and try and figure something out. If you know someone that's an expert on something that's happening, any sort of issue we're having in the, the conservation of the great outdoors, let me know and we can get in touch and try and get these people on and get their voices heard. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram, uh, um, foresight underscore outdoors, uh, or shoot me an email at foresight out, foresight outdoors at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get in touch and see what we can do. But until next week, uh, I hope some of this information resonates with you guys, and next week I will have an episode on ways we can actually combat this and try and get it under control. And, yeah, enjoy your week, you guys. Um, hunting seasons are right around the corner, so make sure you're getting all your prep work done, getting your bows tuned in, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.